From the Old Republic to Galen Merrick, me and fellow Star Wars creators break down all the best characters, storylines, and books from Star Wars Legends, this week on the High Ground Podcast. Thank you everyone for joining me here on the High Ground Podcast. Uh, today we are talking about Legends, you know, and um, I'm a huge fan of, of Legends, right? This was our, our, our universe before we had a King Universe one. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited because this, this was my life for quite a long time. Uh, but I'm more interested in you guys for now. We'll start by asking, uh, who are you? How did you get into Star Wars? And uh, what got you into the Star Wars books? And if you had a, a first one, we'll start with uh, Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. I go by SoCal Costumes on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, I got into Star Wars when I was like five or six, and my parents were watching it on TV, and uh, they didn't let me watch all of Empire Strikes Back, and so I uh, thought that like Luke died, and that uh, Vader was lying, and was not actually his father, and I had no idea that there were other Star Wars movies. And then when I was about seven or eight, they were like, okay, let's do the whole Star Wars watch. And so we did the entire thing. And I was like, oh, there's more. This makes sense now. And, uh, and then we went and saw Revenge of the Sith in theaters. And so that was my first in-theater Star Wars experience. Um, and then uh, how we got introduced to Legends? Yes. Uh, it was, I had to think about this one because I was like, how did I find out about Legends? I cannot remember now. I'm pretty sure the Young Jedi Knights novels were right next to another series of books in the children's section at my library. And this other uh, series of books I was like tearing through. And I would always glance over and be like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember looking at these covers and just being like, oh, that's some, that's weird. <laughs> I don't know if I'm into that. Like, yeah, normal Star Wars, okay. Uh, and then one day I decided to pick one up and then I was hooked. And <laughs> it was all over. There's like 50 of those books, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> so the series just keep on going, like. Just, uh... it never ends. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, Ali, same. Um, who are you? How did you get to Star Wars? And uh, what got you to the uh, until legends and then i also want, wanted to add um yeah i did say say books but i do want to include all of legends which includes comics and games so whatever you guys want to talk about we're, we're all for it um okay hi i'm ali or Elena. i don't really care which call me i go by both uh i got into star wars when i was really young and my parents showed me the originals and then i wanted more and they were like no <laughs> and i was like yeah and they wouldn't show me Revenge of the Sith because I, I was very young and it was rated PG-13 and they didn't want me to see, you know, children murder. And so That's true. Uh, I was at the age, though, where I started watching The Clone Wars as it was airing. So I just, I watched it all the way through. And I didn't really actually get into books until pretty recently when I made that, I, I got into it before I made like that TikTok that you found me from but I was just desperate for more Star Wars content because I was really getting back into it after the Clone Wars ended. So I started with the Ahsoka novel and kept reading through. And then I was like, okay, legends time and started <laughs> just pulling in more and more. My mom's like, they, they're not even canon. Why are you reading them? Like, cause 
they're they're canon in my heart some of it so I they're good <laughs> I have a lot more to to learn but I'm very happy with what I've read so far awesome I uh, love it and then uh Chandler okay so I'm Chandler I just make random nerd TikToks. That's really all I do. Um, I, mostly legends, a little bit of canon, but most people want to know more about legends or what happened to something. So that's usually what I do is I go in. What I don't know, I go scour the internet for or my old books and go find it and try to help them kind of figure out what's happened to some artifact or whatever that they're interested in. Um, how did I get into Star Wars? I have four older brothers and dad indoctrinated <laughs> them before I came along. So there, Star Wars was always something that was in the household playing and my mom was never much of a fan of it because you know violence and all that stuff but she accepted it because of the Ewoks because <laughs> Ewoks and so from there I mean it was just we got into reading because we had a library that was right down the road and our mom would make us do summer logs so we had to read 40 hours during the summer but the problem was once that happened I got addicted to them and especially once I read Darth Bane's book and played oh, the yeah. tour games and older and the um, Republic Commando. I after that I just couldn't get enough, and, and after that it was downhill for sure. But it, I've loved it ever <laughs> since. It's once you get into it, it's dangerous, but I've I would never regret it. I am now indoctrinating my girlfriend, and it's fantastic. <laughs> yep, I, I uh, still still working on my my wife in that regard, but but it's it's working. <laughs> yeah, and I you know I uh everyone's heard it already but you know i i, I grew up watching an old vhs uh, vhs tape of empire strikes back and that's really what got me into star wars um but i actually after the prequels came out i kind of left the fandom right there's a lot of negativity um i was one of the very very few people on the planet who liked the prequels and I got a lot of crap for that <laughs> so it's like all right I'm just not talking about stories with anyone but uh much much later actually my good friend Joel um he was had already been listening to to these audiobooks and he's like oh man you got to check out this part and it was the the Revan book um and uh there's one part where <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you guys read it, but he sees his mask for the first time in a long time. And uh, whew, it's, a, it's a spicy moment. Um, and I was like, yes, this, a thousand times this. Um, and so, yeah, I did uh, spend a lot of time looking for audiobooks. And then later, um, I had a job where I was working outdoors. You know, it was my own company. I had headphones in like 14 hours a day. And you run out of music, you catch up on all your podcasts, and what's next? Audiobooks. And so, yeah, I just did Star Wars audiobooks, and uh, went through a lot of them. Um, <laughs> a whole lot of them. But, uh, yeah, I just want to move forward. So, I'm, I'm curious, you know, who are your guys' um, favorite characters, uh, characters for, for Legends? Um, and then also... Well, it sounds like you, you guys kind of heard about this after the, the news that we were going to have um, an official canon. But if you hadn't, I'm just curious how you feel about the, the canon versus, versus Legends thing. Um, so yeah, that and your favorite few characters. Allie? So um, my favorite characters, I feel like this one's kind of controversial, like at least among my friends. I've always loved Mara Jade. 
I remember yes. like, seeing about her as I was growing up and then all of my guy <laughs> friends were like no she's stupid but I've always had like a place and exactly I've always had a huge place in her in my heart for her and also Siri Tachi I I miss her so much um yeah the, the legends and canon news didn't really affect me much because at that point I was kind of like I'd fallen out of love with Star Wars a little bit and wasn't I, I kind of got back into it with uh The Force Awakens so it didn't affect me too much because I wasn't reading at that point but um yeah Mara and Siri I love them both so much yeah awesome characters um obviously I'm I'm, I'm a fan <laughs> uh Chandler okay so my favorite legends characters is jason solo just because his internal struggle and all that was just heartbreaking him reading following him through the books have him be the good guy and being the ultimate good guy who's always willing to sacrifice everything to do what's right to have him be the bad guy at the end was just especially because it was like 14 books or something later Mm -hmm. it was just so i was so invested in the character it just but i still loved him and it was and then the other character is a guy named bardan jusik He's not very well known, but he's a Jedi who becomes a Mandalorian afterwards because he's tired of the Jedi's lies. And so he leaves because he's like, hey, how can we have slaves as the clones when that's clearly against our code and we're living a lie? And the Jedi, of course, are like, well, it's fine. Ends justify the means. So he leaves and goes to Mandalore and lives with um, a couple of the clone commandos from the Republic Commandos game, which is sick. So I always love that game. Sorry, who? What was his name again? Because I, I, I don't remember that character. Bardan Jusik. He's really, he's only in that one book series. But I was obsessed with the game when I was young, and so I had to get every bit of information I could about the commandos. And then he was yeah. in it too. And I was just like, a former Jedi who's now a Mandalorian. <laughs> My like teenage mind just exploded. <laughs> it was I was just in heaven. Yeah, I I have all of those um, Karen Travis books, but I haven't read them yet. So, so much. Um, man, now I feel stupid. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, for for me, Jaina Jaina Solo is, is is my girl, and for a lot of the same reasons that you were talking about, Jason. Because um, I, again, you know what I mean. I uh, so when I started, I started with old republic stuff but once i finally moved to the post battle yavin stuff i started with um the thrawn trilogy where you know Leia can feel the force of her child that's inside of her and follow that all the way through so i watched these children grow up and then become these warriors of course jason fell and her having that conflict with him and not being able to take him down I and mean, going to Mandalore to train more and like um, also her being a pilot and the, the stealth axes. I love stealth axes. Um, yeah, it was so, so cool. Um, and then also um, uh, now, now her name is escaping me again. There was the, the Jedi Master who was the... Um, the lizard, um, Saba Sabatine. Saba Sabatine oh, yes. <laughs> was so freaking cool. And especially when they describe her fighting and like how feral and stuff and how, because she's a lizard, she's just a really cold person, but that actually makes her a better Jedi. And like, I love she, how they describe her laugh. 
Yeah. <laughs> like every character has to describe her laugh. They're like, oh, that's it's terrifying. That's a little weird. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and she's fighting people and then all of a sudden like slaps you around with this big giant tail and you're like, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I love Sama. Um, and uh, yeah, there's just a lot, a lot of really cool characters. Um, and then especially um, we get, um, for some reason, all the names are escaping me, but it'll come back to me and I will bring it up then. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry about that. But, um, you know, moving forward we're, we're gonna kind of jump into eras and it's cool if, if you haven't read a lot of stories or anything in the era um that's totally fine take what we say as recommendations and <laughs> you know but um old republic era right uh i don't know how much you guys have jumped into it uh if you have any favorite books or characters or storylines um and uh chandler i believe we starting with you okay so I'm a huge fan of Darth Bane, mainly because he's the coolest bald guy in all of Star Wars. But, and I relate to that greatly, but um, I, I love his trilogy because it shows him as, even though he's a Sith, he's not a terrible person. He's not cruel just for cruelty's sake. He uses his hatred as a weapon instead of letting it control him. And I always thought that that was a different take on the Sith instead of them just being this mad person who could never control their own anger. anger he would go through and control it. And he was just huge and massive. And he was actually nice a good chunk of the time, which was always surprising because he's like this massive guy covered in evil crabs who is just like, oh, yes. And then I helped them. And I'm like, you're supposed to be the bad guy. Stop making me like you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, definitely him. And um, favorite characters, obviously Bane, Xana, Revan, Candrus, Karth. It's there's so much. I've definitely started there and read more of that than is probably healthy. <laughs> and favorite storylines, once again, Bane and Revan. I just, I, uh, those, are, those are the books that I started out on that I really got in me into Star Wars. So that's, that's home for me for Star Wars, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I do have to agree. And uh, the reason I moved on is because the person I couldn't think of was uh, Satil Shan. Um, huge fan of, of her and also, you know, Bastila. But um, starting out with those old Republic books, like, you know, she played a large part in Fatal Alliance and uh, as well as in uh, Deceived. Um, always been a big fan of her. Car in Deceived, having another Kifar with the um, psychometry. There's some cool storytelling there. But Bane is, is my guy. I mean, just, just like you said, um, if you know for anyone that hasn't read the Darth Bane trilogy I highly recommend it I will send you copies of it um because the character starts out as just a, a dude who's a minor he doesn't even believe that the force exists um and he doesn't care about the republic or or the the Sith empire he's just like I just want to not be here on this planet and the way that he learns what the force is and like grows in it is just like really, it's really unique and special. Just like you said, he's not, he's not the bad guy. He's just like, no one cares about us on these planets. The, the Republic doesn't care about us. The, the Sith don't care about us. We just have to do our thing and to protect our people. And like, and he does, it. especially when he's in the army, he's like, he's, he's my dude. Um, <laughs> uh, Alex, how about you? Um, 
Old Republic. You know, I just started digging into Old Republic. I think when I first was, like, actually getting into Legends, it was, like, too much. It was too much. Yeah. It was too different. And so it kind of, I think it kind of scared me. But um, there was something, oh, you know what? It was before uh, The Rise of Skywalker came out. And Griffin and I were talking about how they could possibly bring other characters from Legends in. And he was talking about, oh, well, you know, there's these things that are showing up in the trailer. What if it's a Sith Holocron? What if it's this or whatever? And he's really into, uh, into uh, Republic era. And so he was telling me, oh, just go watch the cutscenes. Just go watch cutscenes of like <laughs> these games. And so I did, and I was like, oh, these are really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that there's so many like, it's like, it's such unique storytelling. Like they had such great ideas that I feel like if they had ever tried to bring them into a movie, any, any company would have been too scared to put it in. Like they would have been like, oh, I don't, I don't know about that. Like, eh. I don't really like that. Like, it wouldn't have fit the, like, artistic style of, of movie making. But it was so cool. <laughs> but I wish they would, because that's, that's kind of a, a great point we're at is, like, is Old Republic still a thing? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I mean, they brought some elements in name only in, into canon. Yeah. So there's definitely more stuff that they can do. Um, Again, now, now I'm going to highly recommend uh, reading Deceived because the main scene in uh, the cinematics is actually from that book. You actually get to read it and what comes up to it oh. and after it. So, oh, so, so good. Um, also, I have reading me, material but, now. Uh, uh, Allie, your thoughts? Also, also, I, I have to add um, that Cream Puff um, 81 says that your room is so pretty, which I agree. Um, I agree. <laughs> but yeah, your thoughts? Um, I also just kind of got into Old Republic recently. I'm almost finished with Revan right now, and that's kind of my first one. I definitely agree that it's a little bit daunting because there's just so much of it, and it's it's just very it's a lot. But uh, I will definitely be taking these suggestions. Um, a bunch of my friends have been yelling at me to read the Bane trilogy for like weeks now. So I will be doing that next. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, I highly recommend, I, again, it's, I think it's one of the most important reads in Star Wars because it teaches you about the force like really deeply. Uh, but I, I will say I'm a little scared to even bring up like plot points. Cause like if we're trying to introduce people <laughs> to legends, I feel like I don't want to say too much or else I'll spoil something. <laughs> It's, it's fair, and that's why I'm trying to be a little bit vague in some things, but at at some point, you got to be like, all right, this stuff is over six years old at this point, so, <laughs> right, because everything past April of 2014 uh, was canon, yeah. so this yeah. all this stuff predates that. I mean, spoiler alerts only go so long, man. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Willis was a ghost in the sixth sense. Um <laughs> <laughs> people who are still mad about Endgame spoilers, like, no, the movie's been out for a year and a half. Please yeah. Sit down. <laughs> I tell all my friends, listen, you get two weeks. If something slips out after that, like, you didn't want to see yeah. it bad enough to care. So, yep. Yep. That's that's my two cents. Um, unless it's a book, I give it a full month. Anyways. <laughs> 
uh moving forward in time we jump to like we have the era of the of our films right we have stuff from the prequel era and from the original trilogy era um and there's there's so much there there's some things that even though they are legends they actually don't conflict with canon i mean the revenge of the sith novelization is one of my favorite things ever even though it's not technically canon it's canon adjacent um but we'll start with uh with alex uh from our movie eras prequel and over uh, trilogy um okay so i i really what did, oh i'm gonna forget the name now i meant to look it up because i really like it the it was the like book that i'm gonna call it a book because i think it partially was a comic too that came out before empire strikes back came out and they had a completely lucasfilm had to scratch it because they were like oh we didn't know if we were going to make another movie or not. I cannot remember oh, what it's called. Oh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Yes. Yes. And it is so weird because <laughs> when you go back and read it now, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't line up with Empire Strikes Back at all. It doesn't age well. It doesn't age well at all. Like Some odd sexual tension. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not only that. They're, like, disguised and, like, it's... It's very awkward, but it's honestly now it's like it's comical, like mm-hmm. to go back because like they honestly didn't think they were gonna do another film. So if you haven't seen this book, you need to you need to look it up just because from the comedy level of it. Um, I don't think I read. Well, there was a couple of like Padme young adult books that came out after Episode One. That I don't know if they decanonized those, though. Uh, no, those would be in, in, in Legends. Yeah, because there was, like, Queen Amidala is, like, diary and stuff like that. And those were, I mean, I, I read them. They were at my library, so I read them. They were good. Um, but now they've kind of been replaced with the um, E.K. Johnson and, books. Yeah. yeah. Which, honestly, I mean, you get more handmaidens. So I'm always down for that. <laughs> I actually I really want to have a panel of just girls and just talk about those two books because I know I'm missing stuff. There's a lot of there's a lot of nuggets in there, but absolutely. Those are yes. some of my favorite books ever. I have one sitting right here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm in I'm in the last five minutes of the audiobook for the second one, and I think the reason I haven't listened to the last five minutes is because I don't want it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to it while driving and like the last like the epilogue of Queen Shadow I literally had to pull over to the side of the road I was like <laughs> I couldn't handle yeah. it at all yeah it's oh oof. Uh, yeah. yeah I'm not gonna lie the beauty of audiobooks is that all of a sudden traffic is awesome yeah <laughs> how long is it gonna be cool you know <laughs> except when it ends and then you can't get the next one to start yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> You're like, no! <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Ali, how about, how about you? We got our uh, movie era. So, obviously, the Kenobi novel. I feel like that is where I started, and it has just a really, like, big place in my heart. I've also seen some of Splinter of the Mind's Eye, and I was just very, very confused. <laughs> but um, That is I, correct. The, I, I, oh, I love the Kenobi novel. I feel like it was just so well-developed and so well-done. Um, favorite characters, again, Siri Tachi. I love her. I wish that she was canon. And I know that technically 
like some of the like Jedi Apprentice books mm-hmm. don't conflict. So a lot of people still see them as canon, but she's still unfortunately completely in Legends, um, which makes me sad because I miss her. But um, my favorite story from this era with Legends, and I know why they didn't canonize it in the Clone Wars, but I wish they had was the Jabim storyline where all of the Jedi died on the planet and Anakin was left with a bunch of Padawans and everyone thought Obi-Wan was dead and Ki-Adi Mundi became his master for a while. I know that that was too far for them to go in the Clone Wars, but I would have loved to see like some little like side story or something no. Clone Wars style animation just going into at least an aspect of that story because I loved it so much and I just, I miss it. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> yeah it's oh man um especially the kenobi uh kenobi novel i, I love that so much uh the ending of the kenobi no- novel just makes me like you know my brain is hurting <laughs> and so so I, I will say that the um the leader of the tuscan warriors with the with the one eye with the ruby is canon ashrod hit yes Mm-hmm. Um, she has been been canonized. We don't know much about her, but she is in canon. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> badass. I love her. Uh, Chandler, your your thoughts? Okay, my favorite books. I mean, the definitely... Karen Travis stuff already, but go. Yeah, on. <laughs> I was about to say you probably know where this is going, but I just I love seeing the clones because that was really before they'd had Clone Wars really developed that much. So this was the first real time you get to see the clones and it explained all the Mandalorian tradition and stuff so well because it showed the clan, even though none of them were related except for the clones, obviously they really come together as a family and it's a bunch of clone commandos and Mandalorian sergeants going out and killing people on their leave. And it is just, it's so good trying to reverse the aging process and so many different things, just trying to make a life for their families. It's just, uh, I, those are those in Bane are definitely my favorite books just because there's just so much emotion as into the books I just there's so much I try not to spoil anything there are five books the first one's a little dry but the last four especially the one during order 66 uh it's just it's heartbreaking but also you're just like be free And then I really like Death Troopers. And I know my sister Cream Puff is watching this, who was the one who commented on your video. Oh, that's Cream Puff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she, she and I are one of our favorite books during that time period is Death Troopers. Because you don't really get to see a lot of horror. And I know it's not a super popular one, but the audiobook for Death Troopers is terrifying. And of course, Han Solo's in it. Chewie's in it. So Chewie and Han Solo with zombies. And they did a good job portraying him. You can almost kind of hear Harrison Ford a little bit. And so it's, yeah. I really, really like that book as well. It's just one book, but I mean, zombie Star Wars. So, I mean, <laughs> can't really say no to that. And characters, Thrawn made me so happy that they canonized him and put him in Rebels. Like, I cannot describe how many, I've probably read his books four times all the way through. I just, his books were my favorite. And then they removed him and I was like, no. And then they brought him <laughs> back in Rebels and did him really well. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I always loved him. He's just he's so respectful, even though he was a bad guy, and his appreciation of art was just so different. I yeah. just loved him. He was he was so good. 
and I mean, Ashrod Het was a boss. I always like seeing him. He just kind of spans all the time periods somehow, just doing his thing. <laughs> but those are definitely my favorite. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and we'll we'll definitely be diving more into Thrawn once we get uh, past the uh, <laughs> this era. But um, for for me, I mean, definitely you hit the nail on the head with the Obi Wan book. Like like I said, I, it's because I've always loved Obi Wan so much, and it really like nailed his character of the conflict or him finding out that Vader was around, like in a bar, like you know hearing it on the news and there's just so many cool little, little nuggets of that um also something that surprised me i i really avoided them but the the medstar books um were actually surprisingly good it's the uh, jedi healer um and yeah they were just surprisingly well made but but my 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 heavy hitters my big three from this era are the darth plagueis book which I absolutely, I, I love that book. So it adds so much context to all the movies um, that it's insane. And if you read that and then go directly from that into Labyrinth of Evil, um, same writer, but it's really the prequel to Revenge of the Sith um, because that is the mission that they were on when they get called back to go save the Chancellor. And then the novelization of Revenge of the Sith um, yes, we've all seen the movie. We love the movie, but that novelization to me made the movie three times better because it goes into everyone's thought process and it makes Anakin's fall so much subtler and more heartbreaking. Um, and there's all these like extra scenes, you know, when uh, Obi-Wan confronts uh, Padme and Padme's still pretending like, you know, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he's like, listen, I, I know, I've always known, um, and he knows that I know, but we don't talk about it because you're the only thing in this world that has ever truly made him happy. And like, they're just, they're just like, oh man, don't do this to me, man. Uh, yeah, it's, there's some amazing books in that era. But of course, the majority of Legends exists after these movies. And so now we gotta we gotta jump into the the long stretch of um, what do you guys all love post Return of the Jedi era, um, and I forgot who I started with last time, um, but I think it's Allie's turn. Sorry, I was muted. Hello. Um, <laughs> obviously, Jaina and Jason they they aren't my top two characters for all of Legends, but. Post Return of the Jedi, I have not been quiet on my TikTok about how I prefer how this Legends went over how the sequels went. I still like the sequels, but I just think the way that they demonstrated Jason's fall to the dark side and managed to do it in such a beautiful way without just copying Anakin. Like, I love Anakin, but he did it to save one person and Jason did it to save everyone that he possibly could and I just I love him so much <laughs> I think about him a lot uh Jaina badass I love her too and um literally just all of the books that they're in I love them all I've been working my way through those audiobooks and uh, I love them <laughs> and, and Thrawn 
I was so, I was also so happy when they recanonized Thrawn. I love these books, and he. I don't know what it is, but I've always kind of preferred the non-Force-sensitive Star Wars antagonists because I feel like the fact that they're able to cause so much destruction without wielding a lightsaber and without having the Force just shows how powerful you can be. Like you, the Jedi aren't and Seth aren't the be-all and end-all of Star Wars. There are absolute like tactical geniuses who can cause so much destruction without having like the hallmark of Star Wars. And I just, I was so happy when I saw Thrawn in Rebels. Like I could cannot even explain <laughs> the, the absolute just joy I felt. And he's by far my favorite Star Wars antagonist. Yeah. Uh, also, I, real quick, because because you you talk about uh, Jaina and Jason, um, I'm curious what your thoughts are on Alana Solo. <laughs> I was always kind of iffy. I just didn't resonate as much with her as okay. everybody else, but still, I, I, I just love all of them, really. <laughs> and can we, can we agree that, uh, oh, oh, actually, real quick, before we move on to everyone else, I have to do a quick lightning round. Saddest death um, in can Was it, uh. <laughs> uh, is it, um, is it Chewbacca? Or is it Anakin Solo? This or is not a lightning round question. Or do you have a, or do you have another one? Another one that you want to throw into the mix? Um, just Ali, we'll just do a quick lightning round. Sada's death in, <laughs> in Legends. Or actually, we can start with Chandler if, if you want. If you want, to. I I gotta say Chewie. I love Anakin Solo, but Chewie was just such a huge part of like my experience with star wars growing up and i uh, i was literally heartbroken i was like sitting here sobbing my mom's like it's not real i'm like i don't care it's real to me uh now we're getting the star killer stuff anyway the chandler for me my brother had read the books right before me because we got them from the library at the same time and he didn't tell me, thank God, but I got to him and I was like, and he had just finished the, the next series after that as well. And I was like, they come back, right? And he was like, nope, neither of them come back. They're both dead. And I was just like, eh. it was just indiscernible Chandler noises in my bedroom. <laughs> but like, I loved Anakin, but Chewie was just there for so long. Okay. He, he was just such a pinnacle of Star Wars. He'd been there since episode three. And I mean, he was still only like middle-aged for his species. It was just so sad. And his wife and Lobaka and all of the family. And I was just like, eh. I, that for me, it was definitely too bad. Freaking you, Sean Bong. Um, <laughs> uh, Alex, your, your thought? This is not a quick question. This is not. Okay, so here's the thing. Chewie's death um, just kind of made me mad. Um, <laughs> It really did. And I feel like if it had been anyone other than Anakin, then I probably would have cried. Like if Han had been there or if it had, like, I wouldn't have wanted it to be Han, but like, it, I don't know. It just made me mad for whatever reason. Uh, Mara's death. And um, there were a couple Jedi later on that like, while they weren't super focused on while listening to the audiobooks, I had tears. Like it, I don't know why. Tree's death just 
pissed me off. <laughs> but yeah, Marge Jade's death <laughs> definitely got me. That's how okay. I feel about his like fake death in the sequels. I was like, that yeah. is cheap shot. Are you kidding me right there. Okay, okay, look, I knew about it because a friend of mine, we, we don't we don't do spoilers. We just read the whole synopsis beforehand. So I knew about it going in and Griffin's sitting next to me and the, the ship explodes and he's like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, I thought he was going to get up. And he was, he was going to leave the theater. He straight up was going to leave. I had to keep him in his seat. I was like, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. And I'm like, thank God that they only gave us like 30 seconds of actually thinking that he was dead because people would have left. I was like the shock that I felt when the ship blew up. I was like, there was no way they just did that. And then he walked through and I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like I would have, I didn't want Chewie to die, but it was a troll move. I felt when he was alive, literally 35 seconds later, I was like, why, why did nobody <laughs> to do this to me? <laughs> if, You've done it to me twice now. <laughs> yeah. It just, it seemed mean. <laughs> so uh, well, so at the beginning, I, I would have agreed with you that um, that Chewbacca's death was, was sadder. But, uh, I mean, I did love Anakin, and Anakin was the youngest kid. Normally, it's not the youngest kid that goes first. No. Um, and especially how unique and powerful he was and his affinity for machinery. But then the thing that got me, um, and just like Padawan also brought it up here in the chat, is when they go back later and there's like uh, that droid that was reprogrammed to think it was Anakin. Do you guys remember that? Yes. And yes. That, and then it keeps showing up. That pushed it over the edge for me and, and made it worse. I mean, it gave me the same feels of, I don't know if you guys are anime fans, but Full Metal Alchemist when, they, when he does the dog. <laughs> okay, so Chandler knows. <laughs> But that's that's the feels I got of like oh, by the no. reaction, by the reaction I'm thinking it was very bad. <laughs> it was awful. Big Brother is the only thing I need to say to make Jamie cry. Uh, My sister who's in the chat. That's that's it. <laughs> yeah, she is. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's that's where where I, I feel on that. I, and I apologize for this uh, di digression, but I just I just had to know. I told you it wasn't a quick question. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. You did warn me. Um, <laughs> but uh, Chandler, so same question to you. We're, we're in the post Return of the Jedi era. What pops out at you? I really like the fate of the Jedi with Abeloth. They were so close to making her canon. They had the father, they had the mother or the sister and the brother, and then they didn't have Abeloth in it. I thought for sure she was going to be mentioned in the Mortis series in Clone Wars. I thought for sure. Mm -hmm. But they didn't, and that kind of upset me. But I really liked her series because you have the Lost Sith world. You've got Luke yeah. when he's up in age. It's got Saba in it, who's a boss, and all of her little weird gremlin children living in the basement. And that whole <laughs> that whole terrifying ordeal. It's, I mean, it's the Yuzon Vong. I really liked Amelia or Alana, Jason's granddaughter or yeah. Jason's daughter. I, her with Han and Leia. It was just so sweet and like she changes the name of the millennium falcon at one point like it is just she was really light-hearted for something that was really heavy at the time and i really liked her in it with it her, her pet nexu yeah her pet nexu which is just once again a boss move even though she's like 12 or 9 or whatever it's just 
I really liked that series because it was like nine books long. They were all really well written. It was written by, I think, like three different authors, but it was really coherent through the whole thing. It had a lot of good characters, and I think Boba Fett pops up at one point. It's just there was a lot going on, but it didn't feel rushed or that anything was just filler. It just felt like there were so many things happening that you were just excited and scared and worried and nervous the entire time, but then it lasted nine books long. And I, that one, that was definitely my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that, that is a great one. Um, and uh, Alex, your thoughts? Um, so my favorite character, sorry, the dog is grumbling at me. Uh, my favorite characters are all, like legend characters, are pretty much all from this era. Um, I love Vestara Kai. I cannot tell you how salty and bitter I am that we will never find out what happens to her. She, it was so interesting to see someone who had been raised in a post-Empire Sith culture. Like, that was so bizarre. And also, like, I'm not going to spoil it. Never mind. Uh, But she's amazing. (laughs) And, uh, like, her, her outlook on the galaxy is also fairly entertaining. Like, she's just so, like, get the job done. Just, just get the job done. Why are you, why are we spending this time talking? Just get the job done. Um, and it's fun having, having someone who's, uh, like, outside the family looking in on this crazy Skywalker family <laughs> that they're just like, why? Why? Like, I don't want to be around you. Like it's it's the the way Han used to be, kind of like the like I don't want to be here anymore. I just want to get out of here. And she's now this new perspective where Han's gotten used to it and is now a part of the family. Um, obviously, Mar Jade, my queen. I love her. Uh, Jaina, Jason. Um, I had another kind of vague one. Uh, I'm gonna forget now. Oh, kept her on, of course. Oh, yeah. I love, I love my my goth emo boys. Um, <laughs> but his his whole, like, uh, forget what trilogy of books he was in that he started out in. Uh, uh, New Jedi Order. Um, was it New Jedi it was, Order? Kept her on because no. he's the one that stole the the Sun Crusher, right? Yes. Yeah, and he was like a stormtrooper stormtrooper and they were like keeping all these young kids on this coal mining planet it was super dark and it made sense why he would be like you know what screw this i'm going full dark because he couldn't control himself he had no idea how and i i love that they decided to bring him back in a more major way than in the new jedi order and he was still a scumbag like he was great (laughs) i loved him so much and his and Jaina's dialogue back and forth is some of my favorite. Um, personally, my favorite book from this era is uh, Dark, Dark Apprentice. Dark, Dark Apprentice, right? That's, yeah, it's in the New Jedi Order series. And, and nobody likes it. It's literally just me. Everybody else hates this book. And I love it. And it's mostly because of the two of them. Um, but yeah, I feel like the uh the final fate of the jedi it had such great politics in it like i'm usually not here for the mm-hmm. politics and like it had really good politics like okay now you've got kind of like uh civil war marvel civil war you've got the government wants you to sign 
this document saying, you know, there's a whole bunch of like, what happens if you go crazy? Yeah. What happens? Jedi are going crazy right now. They're like, yeah, yes. but still. <laughs> and, and like, what are the consequences of that? What are the consequences of, of having a setup on multiple different worlds throughout a galaxy of these super powered kids? Like, it, and it, <laughs> it kind of just makes everybody go, oh, we're screwed. <laughs> like, in, <laughs> I just, uh, I was working while listening to them and I just had so many moments where I just like put my head down and I was just like, no, I mean, I get it, but no. Um, <laughs> it's such, such a great series. Such a great series. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, I mean, I, again, we, we've talked a lot about um, Fate of the Jedi and, uh, and some about Legacy of the Jedi as well. Um, I, I mean, Legacy watching jason try to turn ben and make him go dark side and like how weird and abusive that relationship was was like it's really interesting and i i did enjoy that a, a lot um i didn't enjoy it. You, <laughs> you you know what i mean you know what i'm trying to say um i also um i i mentioned it before but the book was um well, now I can't remember the book, but when when Jaina first goes up against Jason and she can't beat him and she know, knows that she can't Exile, beat him because of, um, yes, so there's, there's two books, like she goes up against him, can't beat him, doesn't understand why she can't beat him, right, but she can't beat him because he is a Jedi and she's fighting him like a Jedi and that's when she goes and trains with the Mandalorians and learns all these cool techniques of like, yeah, you only use a lightsaber like this because it's a lightsaber and it cuts in all directions. You don't know how to use a sword. And she's like, oh crap, that's true. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so those things were, were just, just really cool to me. Um, the fact that Fate of the Jedi was really like Endgame was for Marvel because throughout the series, they're going back and they're revisiting all these different spots from all of the books as you've read them up. Um, and a highly underrated book, in my opinion, is The Courtship of Princess Leia. Because um, that's yes. where, like, I avoided that book because I saw the title and I saw the cover and I was like, this looks stupid. This looks boring. Yes. <laughs> It was not stupid. It was not boring. It's it's mm -hmm. top tier. It is goaded. And in Fate of the Jedi, when they return back there, uh, like, yeah, it was it was beautiful. Um, and actually, just a weird thing I love from that book was it that book? It was one of the books where Luke flies the Falcon by himself, and everyone's shocked at how amazing. But he's using the Force to be his own co-pilot and flipping switches and stuff. And it's like the hell. How could he do that? And I'm like, yeah, that's that's just Luke. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, and then, uh, uh, you know, we kind of skipped over, you know, the the Throne trilogy and duology, but um, those were incredible because we had never seen a character like that before. Now we know what to expect, and he's still amazing. But when you're unraveling this thing and you have no idea what's going on. Okay, yeah, we have cloaking now, but you can't, it's not useful for all these reasons. And he's like, that could be useful. Um, I'm going to cloak meteors and hide them above <laughs> Coruscant. And you're like, oh, crap. You know, or have 
yeah, there's there's so many cool things. Um, what was it, Deltasaurus? How he was spying on them, and it turns out it was the vibrations in the trees in the main atrium at like these super like small things were just super cool. And then the Thrawn duology that happened um, was it ten or twenty years after that. Um, but some of that stuff still pops out, and that's when um, Luke and Mara actually get engaged is during that story. And there's just a lot of really cool, a lot of weird stuff that happens, but um, <laughs> there's, there is a lot of really weird stuff that happens in canon too, like early on when Luke falls in love with the sentient spaceship that, uh, <laughs> and then, and then it downloads its mind into his friend and then he's like dating her now. It's like, that's a weird concept, the whole Callista thing. Oh, oh, we didn't even, we didn't even go over Luke. <laughs> Multiple you, Luke. <laughs> How do you say it, L- Luke? <laughs> uh, that's true. Um, and watching <laughs> Jerus Sibayoth go crazy was excellent. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, there was just so much awesome stuff. Um, so we actually just spent a lot of time, you know, where we're talking about uh, a lot of force users and force-based books and stuff. But are there any side smaller books, uh, smaller characters, non-force sensitive? Um, oh, you know, things that jump out at you. Uh, actually, uh, no, Chandler. I really liked Boba Fett's and the and the bounty hunters storylines. Like, even though you don't really hear about much about them, but Dengar, how he was screwed over by Han and how he kind of comes back and the reason for his toilet paper hat and all that <laughs> it's just I really liked Dengar though no one else that I've ever met they're like well, he looks so stupid and, and I'm like but he's special and there's reasons for the toilet paper hat you just don't know it and nobody really cares to listen but it's just I really like Dengar and his storyline I love Boba Fett his wife and how that explodes on him Oh man, his daughter and her daughter, and how they estranged. Totally forgot about that. It's so much, and it's so. Even though like Mandalorians are so kind of cold-hearted, they're also so emotional, especially when it comes to family, and it was how he can't actually go back to Mandalore because reasons, and uh, I, I, and how he rules. He physically can't go back because yeah. he'll die. Yeah, because he'll die because. <laughs> Uh, actually, um, that's actually explained in the Karen Travis books, the random disease thing. They go into that, the nice, um, okay. anti-clones. It, it's just, I really liked Boba and his storyline. That's just, it's going to get into more if I keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Alex? There is, uh, it, it's from past celebrations. They did three, I think it was three, it might be four now, uh, live shows with voice actors um, a lot of Clone Wars voice actors, actually. Uh, and it was a Han Solo smuggler series. And I'm going to forget all the names. It was Smuggler Smuggler something. And then Smuggler something, and each one was different. I'll send you all the links. I'll post it on my TikTok later. They are so good. <laughs> they are so fun. And, uh, like, no Han Solo fan ever that I've met has known, has found out about them. I only know about them because I think it was Anaheim was... I think Anaheim was the first one they did it. Yeah. Um, I saw it on the, on the program. 
and I was like, oh, that's weird. What's that? And so I looked it up later and I'm like, oh, this is so fun. It's like a live reading of an audiobook. It's so much fun. And uh, Matt Lanter is in it. Uh, uh, oh God. It, it's just, it's everyone. It's everyone from LFL. It's, it's great. It's really fun. Awesome. I look forward to you sending that. Um, Ali, non-sensitive books or characters? Um, obviously, I already talked about Thrawn, no. but I completely agree about Boba Fett. Um, I never really got any of the hype around Boba Fett until I started getting into books. I was like, he literally died after like 23 minutes of screen time. Why is everyone so obsessed with him? And once I started reading, he his character was so much more complex. And I, I'm still interested to see if he's actually going to be in The Mandalorian Season 2. But I kind of want to see how they like evolve the fact that he was part of Mandalorian culture, but he was only like sort of Mandalorian. Like he no. he was a clone and he didn't have the brotherhood with the clones, but he didn't wasn't strictly a part of Mandalorian culture. So I really want to watch them like develop that. But just dog. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I I love Boba Fett now. I I literally did not get the hype. I was like he why. I don't get it, but Thrawn, <laughs> I will go back to him. I will talk about him until somebody forces me to shut up. I love him so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then for, for me, there are, there's a character, no one ever talks about her. At least I, I don't know, but I'm a huge fan, and that is Winter. Um, Princess Leia's aide, Winter, who has the um, photographic memory. I love that character so much because she actually has, she's like a really nuanced character. And for everyone else, you know, seeing Alderaan blow up, she has a photographic memory. She remembers every moment of it, every single face, all of those people, and has to relive it all the time. And there is a book, it was a Timothy Son book called um, Scoundrels. And it's a heist. It's a heist book. And it's like, um, um, it's a Han Solo, it's uh, Lando, it's Winter, and like these other characters. And they're planning this big heist on this like gang while, um, while the, while Black Sun is also trying, being part of it. And then the Empire is also coming in. And there's so many like little weird factors involved that it's really, interesting but and it's a timothy zahn book so you know it's good uh and then the end of the book just it's just incredible as well um <laughs> like true heist fashions where things don't go how you think they will uh and then additionally there is a book called allegiance um which is another timothy zahn book and that is gave so much life to stormtroopers for me because it's about um, a group of stormtroopers, but they're a local troopers, right? They're the ones from this planet. They join the garrison at that planet. Um, and like the other stormtroopers that are from the Empire are kind of separate, and, but they can come in and kind of like, you know, the Roman sentries used to do, they can just pull you into their service and they were being real jerks. Their leader gets into a fight with one of these guys and accidentally kills them, but knows that, well, this is going to be treason. They're going to get taken down. So him and his little troopers steal some supplies and some ships and they go off on their own. And they're stormtroopers, but they're good guys. And all they want to do is do right 
um, and the galaxy, and they're busting down these Imperials that are doing bad and wrong things um, with the supplies that they have. And it's, it's just a really cool book as well. Um, but uh, awesome. I, I do we, we want to go into the uh, what if, uh, oh God, what were they called? The like, if certain things didn't happen, Legends books, the, um, oh my gosh, what were they called? Like the one where Luke doesn't get the torpedo and then blows up the Death Star and like the whole story falls apart. Really? I, I haven't read any of those. <gasps> I don't know oh that my that God. exists. Okay, it's a comic book. It's all these comic books. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a what if scenarios. So like one of them is uh, Luke doesn't get the torpedo down the hatch and uh, Death Star don't blow up. And uh, <laughs> what happens if that were to occur? Or um, I think the Empire Strikes Back one is the one where uh, Luke dies on Hoth and what do they do then uh and so leia goes and trains with yoda and uh they're just they're so bizarre but they're so much fun (laughs) that's really cool i will have to yeah i will definitely have to look that up and check it out i'm taking some notes from some some cool stuff um Oh, and then there's Tag and Bink, too. I don't know if we want to get into that. That's a long... Tag and Bink are, are, are funny. But yes, that, that, does, that is cool. Uh, well, so yeah, I, I do want, want to move on, and I want to do um, pitch time. Right? As you can see, there's a couple versions of it. So you can bring any character or storyline into canon. You know, which one do you choose, and how do you do it where you're not creating a bunch of conflict? Um, and... Uh, it's Ali that's up first. Um, this is kind of going off of your video from like yes, yesterday, day before. I don't have any sense of time. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like this is on everybody's minds, but I want to see as much of the Kenobi novel brought into canon as possible in the series. I, I want to see new content with him so much, but I also know realistically that the Kenobi novel is fantastic and there's so much good stuff that can be brought in and developed more. I want to see Plug Eye. I, I don't really care so much about the characters at the Oasis, but I like maybe if it took place a little bit after that, seeing how his relationship with the Tusken Raiders like kind of continues and how he survives for so long. I know that some of it was decanonized in Rebels, like con- conflicts with Rebels, but just seeing how he continues to hide himself mm-hmm. for years and years until we see him with Luke. Yeah. And there's so much, uh, uh, it's just fascinating because he, you know, he wants to be a hero and wants to save people and he just can't do exactly. it. Uh, but uh, Chandler, who are you, you bringing in? I would love to have seen Mary Jade and it still kind of conflicts, but doesn't because they do have like that, what, 20, 30 year period between six Absolutely. and seven. And that would have been great because they could have had her die or been killed by Kylo Ren. And that was the reason that Luke never hunted him down. Pretty much just replace Kylo Ren with Jason and just switch it because he could have known her and they just never had kids. And I would have been upset with that but I would have been happy to have her kind of thing. Cause there's 20 years, there's 
there's a good chance Luke could have found someone in 20 mm-hmm. years. He's not that ugly. Those boots are fire. He <laughs> done it. Like, I really would have liked to see her. And it's still possible. Like, I'm still holding off hope that they'll have, like, a small TV show. And the reason they don't mention it in the movies is just that he's too heartbroken. And Leia and the rest are just too afraid to talk to him about it. They're just too they're grieving with him and like it kind of doesn't conflict but does a little bit it can be made to work in my opinion but that's that's mine at least i i I agree i i love it um uh, alex uh so yeah chandler totally just stole my prompt (laughs) i literally had the exact same thought the exact same thought i was like well there's been whispers of emperor's hands and like technically that whole part could plausibly stay intact and like well and i kind of think about it like thrawn too he didn't come back the exact same person he was when he was in the books he came back a completely different person according to who you ask but uh they would have to they would have had to change her anyway um I I would love to have her back. I, I think I, to- I told someone the other day, I said, just give me Mara Jade. I will be the happiest Star Wars fan for the rest of my life. Like, <laughs> honestly, if I had Mara Jade, I'd just be like, yeah, cool. I'm good. Like, kill her. I don't care. Like, I, I she exists. That's all I care about. Validate her. That's all I, <laughs> that's all I care about. Um, I think uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go out online here for my girl, Mara Gav. I, I would love for Boba Fett to have had some form of family and, and bring her back. So that would be, that would be awesome. Um, of course, she would have to be changed too um, because she's not going to have her encounters with the other solos that don't exist anymore. Um, I mean, there are so many characters that could come back with like no conflict and I can't think of a single one. Oh, Dala. Dala would be cool. I feel like, again, her storyline would have to change. It's just not going to work anymore. <laughs> that's, but, that's okay, though. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, you can do it like a little bit of, little bit of bending and, and it works. Um, I mean, yeah. to, to me, like a couple things pop into my head um, because even though I hated the character, I love the stuff that he brings, but Thracken Sal Solo um it's uh god what a douche but (laughs) but there was just a lot of cool conflict of like you know han finding out that he actually has a family and like but he really hates them and they suck and stuff um so uh, there there could be of course in that situation the last name wouldn't be solo but he could find that he has that you know they had relatives um as well and um additionally like you said there's a whole time period you know i mean like the sequel trilogy was not a continuation of of the previous trilogy it is a new trilogy for a new generation right it's about Mm -hmm. the next generation that means that there is still a ton of stories about luke in his prime um doing his thing and there are a lot of awesome things so i want 
Luke in his prime. We already know that he um, had a journey similar to like Jason, where you know all the Jedi relics and all this stuff are, are being have been destroyed and stuff by the Empire. So he has to go out and seek Force sensitive groups to learn things. And I I need to see that, and I need him to um, find out that a pocket of of Dathomir, <laughs> which is uh, weren't killed. <laughs> Um, you know what I mean? And I, I need Tenoka brought in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you could probably finagle that if, if you tried. Um, but yeah, there's, there's also having a lost tribe of the Sith in general. Simple idea. Brings a whole new group. They have different philosophies because they grew independent of it. Um, I don't know if I want the creepy eyeball ship. Like, it was so weird. It was so disturbing. <laughs> I hated that. I hated it so much. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, other than that, it could it could still work. Um, all right, so the, the next pitch. Now you can green light any story you want, right? doesn't have to be something that you're bringing in. You, you can just, it's your own story, insert in any period of time, whatever. Um, and Chandler, we're on you. I would honestly love to see something R-rated. I know that sounds kind of sketchy, at first but i would love to see either darth vader hunting down the jedi and have it almost be like a slasher movie where he can hardly talk because it's so soon after his accident but he's just chasing down all the jedi and there's really nothing they can do against him because they have no idea who he was or that or something like death troopers or darth bane and rated r that they're just so horrifically violent <laughs> i would love to see just a radar because i know it's never going to happen with disney there's not a chance that that's ever going to be on their radar. But Disney if I Plus? A... Yeah, for real. <laughs> Disney <laughs> after dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get some of the dark in there. But like, I just, I would really like to see an R-rated movie, not necessarily from a specific set, but probably my top two picks would be something from Vader or something from Death Troopers. Just something, I want something dark and really gritty that I won't get any other chance to get kind of thing. No. All right. Uh, Alex, you got the stamp of approval. What, what, what are you green lighting? There's this idea that I've had forever. And here's my thing. I'm, so my other like fun hobby that Alex says is I'm super into true crime. And I really, really, really want, like, I love like the true crime, but also like Jack Ryan, Sicario, that kind of stuff. I really want like a spy slash war slash adventure uh, rebellion. Actually, it could be First Order too, um, film. <laughs> and like everybody I've told this to has been like, you have Rogue One. And I'm like, no, 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 different. I want murder. I want blood and gore and I want to be attached full hearted to these characters. I really, really care about this, like basically black ops team. Like <laughs> I <So> want. <laughs> quick question. Have you read the Inferno squad book? I have not read the book. Uh, did I did play the game. I have heard that the book is a little bit like that. So the, yeah, the book is the prequel to the game and you yeah. see them form and go on missions and do some covert stuff. I think you'd really like it, but sorry then to that, interrupt. Then that might be my answer. I might already have it then, that might be it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's my like, 
I was thinking about doing it as like a fan movie because without the force, without lightsabers, it's pretty simple. Um, just go run around in the woods for a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my super fun. Alex is a complete nerd idea. <laughs> uh, you're, you're in good company. Um, I can't remember if I started with Allie or not, but Allie, <laughs> did you have any green light yours? Um, I have not. And uh, sticking in the avenue of complete nerd, I want to see almost like a Pirates of the Caribbean style Star Wars something. I don't care if it's a book. I don't care if it's a limited series. I don't care if it's six minutes long. I want to see more actual pirates develop Hondo, give him more backstory. Pirate Kicks is canon, and I need to see him. I just, I want to see, like, just pirates in the Star Wars universe, like their own movie, doing their own thing. I don't know what they would do. I don't know what the storyline would be, but give me Kicks as a pirate, and I will be happy literally for the rest of time. I just yes. made video on Kicks, like, this week. I, you just blew my mind because I've never even considered that. And now that's all I can think about. And Kix's captain is in uh, episode seven, isn't he? Sidon, yes. I think his name is. So he's actually canon. You're right. Yes. We oh. see him loading stuff at Maz's place. And I literally saw him and I was like, Kix. <laughs> I, I love Kix so much. I don't know if you've seen my clone tapestry back oh. here. <laughs> I love him. And like, even if it wasn't him, Hondo, one of my favorite Star Wars characters. I just would love to see like a pirate movie, like gory with blasters, no lightsabers, just everybody going at each other, fighting over pirates. Because I mean, we also know, we already know that before having an, an established base, Maz Kanata was a pirate queen. Mm-hmm. flying through space doing stuff you could have her have her run into um um what's her face with the goggles with triple zero and uh and bt um dr afra yes you could have her run into dr afra in order to to seek out stuff and like yeah there's a lot you could do that would be amazing that would be really amazing um so I've completely forgotten what I would greenlight because I have been uh, so severely one-upped. But, <laughs> um, but there are, uh, yeah, I would really like to, if if I could, you know, greenlight something though. Um, I, and, and I've already kind of said it, but I I do want I do want more more Luke, um, more Luke in his prime going through training um and i would like to see like him start to form his his jedi school and like follow the kids and um i actually think it could be really interesting if you told a story um from actually ray's perspective and she's going through the books that luke left um and she's seeing luke's notes that are scribed in there and the book stuff and it's flashing back to Luke doing that mission and how he figured out whatever lesson that he wrote in there so that she can avoid making the same mistakes. I think that could be really cool. I might have something for you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so real quick, I've had two questions that I haven't got to in the chat. Uh, they're about two different characters. So another lightning round, let's go around and we'll talk about um, your thoughts on Kate Skywalker um, and your thoughts on Starkiller. All right, so we will start with, I ended with Alex, so Alex. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was actually thinking about Starkiller like this entire time. I'm like, oh, it's Starkiller. Don't forget about Starkiller. Um, that was like one of my first Star Wars games that I played like on my own, like that I owned that was like mine um, mm -hmm. because we had just gotten a Wii. So we did it with like the Wii lightsabers and everything. And I 100% put cheat codes in and literally just ran through the entire game <laughs> because I, I just, I had to get to all the cut scenes and I didn't understand YouTube yet. Uh, <laughs> So that's that's what I did. Um, I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it. When people talk about overpowered Jedi, sometimes I go, but Star Killer, <laughs> nobody had a problem with that, no. Um, because Star Killer's like whole thing, like his big thing in the trailer was pulling a freaking Star Destroyer out of the sky, and no one had a problem with that. Like I just uh it he's so great though i love his character um i loved all his crazy outfits that made zero sense i want to 100 not practical um <laughs> he had some crazy outfits like things that made no sense the crazy scarf and all that stuff yeah <laughs> i mean they looked cool believe me it taught me all about like oh you can look real cool but you cannot move um, <laughs> unless you want to clip through your clothing um, <laughs> and uh Cade was the other one right yeah Cade okay so he was kind of like the old republic for me Cade was one of those that it was like it was just outside of my interest zone um like, I saw the cover, it was in my young adult section at my library. I totally meant to, I think my thought process as a very, very young adult was, I'll start with the young Jedi with Jason and Jaina being young, and then I'll just, I'll blow through all the way. And I just never got there. By the time I got through the, the end with Jason and Jaina and everything, um, it was like, a couple months before the force awakens came out <laughs> so uh i never got there I, i've been meaning to go back and read them because i've heard they're very good but yeah i don't have a huge opinion of uh of kate unfortunately okay that's fair and uh ali i am in the exact same boat i also have that was a little bit out there for me it was just a lot to try to get into because it was so far after everything and at that point I was like we're gonna stick with the timeline that we know um so I also don't have much of an opinion of him but I have heard good things so I am going to try to expand that knowledge uh Starkiller I love him I know I shouldn't I know he's a terrible person I absolutely love him I just he's so overpowered and so ridiculous but I just <laughs> I just love him. He's so, 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 so overpowered. Like people were complaining about Ahsoka stopping Maul's shuttle. Like, did you watch the trailer? <laughs> exactly <laughs> well, he just what I'm saying. Disintegrates a bunch of troopers, and you're like, that's not a okay. 
what was it called like a force tornado or something it was like being able to pull people in a circle and then also electrocute them at the same time that you blow them all away it's like um can everybody do that because that would be a nice power to have all the time it's just like why have we never seen this stuff ever before oh and it was a disney property too it was a disney produced game so <laughs> I, I love star killer i it's so ridiculous the, the things he's able to do but i love him for it i i mean i still tear up when uh, anyways I'll, I'll let Shannon. i'll let you go okay i you already know when i tear up so don't. <laughs> i love star killer the characters were really well developed I loved his drunk blind Jedi. It was like <laughs> Proxy. I loved Proxy. Proxy. Proxy was like a C-3PO who wanted to stab you all the time. Just fighting Vader is insane. Uh, that, that battle scene was just the best. Because it feels like I'm fighting Vader as this guy. Because Galen Merrick, he didn't have a lot of personality with him. So like, as a small <laughs> impressionable boy, I was like, it's me! I'm <laughs> And I was just, I loved the games and I was so sad when they decanonized him, but I loved like how he'd pop up occasionally in some of the newer books and they'd be like, yeah, we don't talk to him because we don't know if he's going to help us or kill us. So we just leave him alone. And then Cade Skywalker, I totally don't have his action figure or his comic book at home. Um, I only bought it because... I saw a Jedi with a shotgun and body armor, and I was like, I need to own this. Because Jedi, he's the most un-Jedi-like Jedi that they can be. I mean, he's addicted to drugs. <laughs> he does all of alcoholic everything. This man is a roller coaster. He belongs in rehab, not in a Jedi temple. <laughs> this man is just out there doing all of the things. And I'm just like, you know what? It's fine. He's he's fine. It's it's Kate. Good-ish. Yeah, he's okay, a Skywalker. Okay. It's what they... The therapy section of the Jedi Temple. Exactly. <laughs> the, Luke pops up and is like, come on, man. And he's like, shut up. I need another drink. <laughs> Pass me another Corellian ale. <laughs> I, I really liked him just because he was different. He wasn't the stereotypical Jedi he was ex- the opposite. He would fit way better as a Sith, honestly, because he was just like, okay, if I can't shoot him with my shotgun, I'll have to stab him. And once again, Jedi with a shotgun, that... In the, what, that's, that's an enough. awesome band name, for, yeah. for sure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you guys playing instruments? Like, let's do this. Um, so for me... <laughs> I was going to say, I play flute, so... <laughs> so hardcore band gotcha um (laughs) so personally i i i i never liked Cade. um for kind of for the same reasons (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean but um you know it's but that's also around the time that was before i got into reading the books though so uh, I wonder if if that could be could be part of it, right? Because my growing up, you know, one of my buddies he had um, he had all all those comics, and so I started reading them. 
Um, and I made it through most of them, but I, I was, didn't connect with the character, but it was much later that I really delved into the books. Uh, Starkiller, on the other hand, I, 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 do, I do love the character. I love playing the game. Uh, it, was, it was such a blast. Um, you just kind of, you know, turn your brain off and hit people. Um, also, um, I'm trying to think of what what year because it it also like I had uh, like I was also a big fan of, of Naruto <laughs> growing up and so like you know you're charging up your lightsaber with lightning and stuff and you're like yeah Chidori um, and <laughs> yeah it, it was just it was cool and there was a lot of like really touching moments in there um, not to mention being able to pick up Ewoks and punt them um, <laughs> That was Jawas. The Jawas. Yeah. Mm, everyone has wanted to punt one at some time. Grab them by the head, you electrocute them, and then you just go, boo! I um, have the Wii version, so I don't think I was able to do that. Yeah, if you're curious, look, look it up. It's, it was, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> just using that, a jaw like a soccer ball. <laughs> that's what happens. It's more yeah. of a football, but it's just, it works. <laughs> but um i mean that that being said like like you guys mentioned he's so crazily overpowered that it's it's hard because a lot of people are like oh you should we should make him canon it's like you can't you can't handle the really powered jedi right now <laughs> if if he was in canon he would make everyone unnecessary they <laughs> would have to severely just take away his power and then everybody would be mad anyway yeah like you cannot put him in star wars as he is now and expect it to just work <laughs> he would just have to care so little about anything but himself <laughs> and you know that he's just off doing his thing they're like hey we need you to help us and he's just like no what <laughs> good good luck i'll just on <laughs> your death star and crush it i guess <laughs> that's the only way but even that's not really I, I kind of worry about that with uh, Old Republic, too, because there are some pretty cool force abilities that it's going to be really hard to do those stories without those force abilities. And the only way I can think of to explain it is because there was only Yoda to teach Luke that those force abilities kind of get lost or you just don't know how to tap into them. Um, yeah, I mean, for, for me, it, it works because... That was 3,000 years ago, right? For us, yeah. that's ancient Egypt. I, I don't know what they did then. Do you? <laughs> we can't figure out how they built the pyramids. So. Right? So they're, I mean, Egyptians are OP for sure. Um, but by, by the same token, right, you, you're fighting an army of Sith all the time and having that constant um, conflict is going to sharpen you and then you defeat yeah. them and they don't appear for 2000 more years you're going to get softer over that time you know so yeah. i i don't know i think it i think it works but um yeah i actually want to to find out cuz now there's there's people in the chat we're talking about all these awesome books awesome characters amazing storylines um if someone wanted to get into legends do you guys have uh, one or two books that you'd recommend that they they read to to get started um Chris, sorry, Chandler. Oh, I saw the. I was like, "There's only one other male here." <laughs> I, 
you look a lot like a, a friend of mine named Chris, and I just yeah, yeah bald I'm guys sorry. and goatees. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, honestly, I really like the Apprentice series, and it was really simple. It was very close to canon if they aren't all canon, but like Xanatos and all that, it was just Qui-Gon's first apprentice. I just really like that. And it wasn't super hard to follow because you had that basis there. You had, you knew who Obi-Wan was, you knew who Qui-Gon was, and they're some of most people's favorite characters. So to have them there just makes it really, really easy to kind of build on that. But also... I love Darth Bane, but that's a little bit too heavy for some readers. But Plagueis is a good one just because it, it, once again, it's close to the movies and it explains a lot of things with a lot of simple terms whilst also expanding a lot on that. So I would say, which is far apart as those books can physically be pretty much, Plagueis <laughs> and then The Apprentice series. All right. And then Alex? Um, I don't know. There's such good parts of like every era i don't want to like recommend something like pick your favorite child go that's yeah no that's kind of where i'm going like thought wise is like my i i always knew i was going to be more interested in post movie even to this day even with the uh current uh canon i'm still like oh post yes post um i'm not I, of course, am going to take part in High Republic, of course, but it, I'm kind of like, eh, it's not my favorite era, so I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll be there, I'll read all of it, you know, but it's not my favorite. Um, so if you want to see some more crazy Skywalkers and Solos and, and uh, what havoc they, <laughs> they cause upon the entire galaxy, um, I think the Young Jedi Knights novels is a really good place to start with them because pre that you're kind of just in baby territory everybody's having babies and um it's more focused on your main heroes and not focused on them and where they end up going so if you want to learn about the solo and eventual skywalker children i think the young giant knight series is a really really good place to start and they're fun like they're just fun but they're definitely not just for kids like they they can get deep um yeah, that would be my recommendation, just for my personal preferences. All right, nice. And then, uh, Allie? My recommendation is the same for anyone who wanting to get into even canon books. I would say find a character that you know and love and start there, and then keep expanding from the author that you like. Because mm-hmm. I started with Kenobi series because I had already read a few by that author that are canon novels. So I knew I was going to like the writing style and it was character I knew and loved. So it can be a little daunting if you're looking at characters, you have no idea who they are or what's going on. So I would say pick a character that you already love, you know the story, you want to expand more and just keep going from there. Okay, that's a great way to go about it. Um, And I I largely agree. I mean, I, I normally ask people what their favorite time period was. And then I'll make a recommendation based off of that. Um, and I also, I know this isn't, it's not, it's not legends, but um, anyone that needs to get started, Lost Stars is a great way to start. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> it's just, it's just a uh, great all around. Um, and then real quick, not, not to backtrack, but I actually remembered the thing I wanted to green light um, before you brain blasted. Yes. Um, 
I need to have a new version of the X-Wing series, um, and I need it to take place, um, you know, kind of currently where we can have um, fractures, uh, segments of the Empire that they're going against, similar to what we we are going to be getting in the upcoming game, but I need to use that to bring in Jagged Fell, because I need need Jagged Fell in, in my life. Um, he's just a class act through and through. Uh, I'm gonna miss the the the, the jagged Jaina and uh, Zach uh, love triangle, but um, it made I'm, me I'm, so mad. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. With that. <laughs> I was like, guys, stop fighting. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> well, it's like it's obvious that jagged is the one, just because you have a weird like bug connection. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean you should you know anyways that's mm-hmm. that's besides the point. <laughs> uh, but yeah let's go around and do final thoughts and uh and and where we can find you and i i wish i could talk to you guys all night because i you know I, I really could um because <laughs> this is a lot of fun but yeah let's go around and oh, where where can we find you and your stuff um ali i for, thank you for having me because this was so much fun. I very much enjoyed it. Um, I am on TikTok. I'm Elena.Tano. Um, and then my Instagram is uh, Elena.Catherine, which is spelled weird. So it's linked in my TikTok bio. <laughs> if you would like to follow me there. Yes. And then uh, Chandler? Okay. I am on TikTok pretty much exclusively right now because I just started like four weeks ago. Um, I am Baldy One Kenobi. <laughs> except it's an, a Y instead of an I. But I, like I said, exclusively on TikTok, it's pretty much the only place you can find me. Yes. <laughs> and then um, Alex? Thank you for having me again. This was so much fun. And yeah, yeah I don't same. get to Thank talk you to- so much. I, I don't get to talk to anyone about Legends. Like I tried, Some one of my friends seemed interested. And so I like started to tell her and then she just zoned out. And I was like, no, <laughs> believe me, it's good. Like. Trust me. Come on. My obsession. <laughs> My obsession. Just talk to me about it. Just nod and say, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, oh God, I just, I, I love legends. Um, I just, I separate it differently in my mind and mm-hmm. I have so much respect for those authors and how much time and love they dedicated into it, even though they knew it was kind of thankless um, and that they could, totally get rolled over and they did and they're still out there and they still love their characters and i just appreciate how much work they put in and they are super fans they are superheroes in my book um but i am socal costumes on tiktok instagram and twitter uh yeah awesome yeah, I, the, again, thank you guys so much for joining me. This was, was super fun. Um, and yeah, I, I can't wait to have you guys all back. It, it, it sucks because I always want to have new people on, but then the people I've had on are awesome and I just want to have them on and it's a never-ending cycle. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's all good. But anyways, thank you so much for, for joining me here on the High Ground Podcast and may the force be with you always.